Today's interview is with Aaron Richard. He's been on the podcast before, but today he's here to talk about something super important. Censorship of cannabis on social media needs to stop, and Aaron has started a petition. So at the end of this interview, look for the link. You can find it in the show notes as well. And we're going to talk about some other fun stuff before that. But most importantly, if you're hearing this, please, please, please go to the show notes or wait till the end of this episode and sign the petition to stop cannabis censorship. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Hi to everyone listening. I'm Lindsay, owner of Cannabomb CBD Topicals, and this is my podcast, Cannabombs, where I talk to other Cannabombs or non-moms, but always about cannabis. Thanks, Aaron, so much for putting the gym aside to spend time with little old me. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me, Lindsay? Anytime, any place for you. Thank you so much. And I not to mention, I, I would just like to say for the listeners out there, Lindsay has jumped through hoops for me once before. Um, when uh, when WeedTube became certified as a nat- uh, gay-owned business by the National Lesbian Gay Chamber of Commerce. And you wrote a letter. You had to, like, send it twice. So I'm happy to jump through hoops for you, too, Lindsay. Don't you worry. Oh, well, I just love you. And honestly, you could yeah. ask me to do anything, and I'd be like, I'm there in five. <laughs> so Likewise. Yeah. Well, that's the cannabis community for you. Some of it. Yeah. Me and you you for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I haven't had, besides like one instance with someone who like legitimately copied everything I do, my recipe, like DM'd me for the recipe and then started a business based off of it. Besides that person, I have had absolutely no negative um, connotations with the cannabis industry. I have seen negative happenings. But I haven't been a part of any of them, so I'm lucky in that way. But you're way more, like, in the forefront, you know? Well, I have two follow-ups. First of all, why'd you give them the recipe with me? Because I was dumb. Okay? Come on. Literally. Well, so here's my thing. anything. I know, right? Uh, The Krabby Patty. I know. Well, I was giving pointers to people, okay? And, Mm -hmm. you know, she just asked, like, so many questions. There certainly is an element of... You know, one thing's for sure is like I'm working on opening a new business right now and I won't be the first person to do it. Um, but there is that rule that's like just because someone else is doing something doesn't mean that you can do it better. Yeah, and exactly. I think the reverse applies for you. It's just because someone's copying you doesn't mean you can't innovate better. Right. Exactly. Well, that was the first thing. But what was your second thing? <laughs> do you remember? Um, oh, yeah. The cannabis industry is nasty. Um uh, I wish that I could say seven years into this that I am still on the same train of thought where it's like only one bad thing has happened and everyone else is lovely. Lindsay, in the last year and a half, I've seen some just awful human beings in this industry in such a way that like the cannabis industry that you're speaking of and the one that I do love being part of needs to be very aware because we have people infiltrating this industry right now that do not have... Um, the future of community and the plant in their mind or in their heart. It, it is wild what is happening out there right now. Oh, really? God. Well, I feel yeah. like having two babies and a death in my family has like super isolated me. So, yeah. and I, I, like I said, I just send product. Like I'm not meeting with people. I'm not talking on the phone with people. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, here's your order. Yeah. Take it and take a bath. Bye. <laughs> and to clarify, I'm, I'm, sur- I'm not talking about it. Like, Anybody listening, I'm not talking about like any small business owner or any anyone like that, but there is this huge push of corporations coming into the industry, people who have never smoked weed before, people who are in it for that's always been an issue. Yeah. 
it has always been an issue, but in the last year, it is 10x amplified. Like really? they are getting ready, and I am not happy about it. Yeah, they're ready for federal legalization. They just want to make a buck and leave. Yep. Yeah. Well, shit. I'm and I sorry. don't want federal legalization, Lindsay. Let me tell you what. I want descheduling. Yeah. And uh-huh. I want states to figure it out. I do not want federal legalization anymore. Really? So what has your experience with the cannabis industry been like the past year then? Just the witnessing of, in, in, in the weirdest ways too, Lindsay, the witnessing of this new group of people. I, I almost don't want to say people. I want to say this new group of money coming in to a newly legalizing and forming industry full of people who have no, not an ounce of care in their hearts about what cannabis is, the community behind it, or the perception that it gives to the world that only see dollar signs all around and want to corporatize it. Yeah. Like they read an article that said it was going to make X amount of money in the next 10 years. And they were like, yeah, that's where I'm going to put my money. Lindsay, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist. It's even worse than that. It's almost like they've been sitting around for like 10 years being like creating all these plans so that right now at this moment they can come in and infiltrate. Yeah. Because all uh, so like so many small businesses are getting bought up into larger corporations, which, you know, I have friends who have had their businesses acquired and that's wonderful for them. And sometimes it's a great situation for those people, but not all of those situations are that way. Right. So it's just, it's scary out here right now. You really got to pay attention. It it keeps coming my way this year a lot in the form of, uh, you know, in April and May with June, which we're in right now being right around the corner and it being Pride Month, I've been getting reached out to a lot and having people say, would love to have you speak at this event that we're hosting. And they're all like multi-store operator cannabis dispensaries that are in states that don't have the greatest legalization process and you know it's sort of a corrupt corporate scheme behind it Mm -hmm. um and you just see them coming in here and everybody in the industry that sees them coming in doesn't like them but they're they're doing all of these sort of corporate things yeah and with me it's coming in waves of like being a gay person and being asked to do gay things and i've literally said no to all four of them Mm -hmm. because you don't believe it would be nice to it's nice to get a paycheck sure but like I kind of made a commitment at the beginning of this year that I don't want to be bought by anyone in the right. industry. I want to focus on my stuff. Right. Yeah. Just do, so. you can focus more on actual change when you're focusing on something you believe in instead of, do you feel like they're using it as like a marketing ploy? Like, oh, yes. we love gay people for June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And it's just like, if my, the dispensary I shop at here in Colorado, if they had like a pride weekend, and they asked me to come speak it or, or, you know, just come be there for a meet and greet or something. I would do it for free. But if, uh, I'm deciding if I should say a name native roots, which is a giant chain here in Colorado. That's very corporate owned Their Their promo person asked me for a phone call. I got on the phone with them, found out this person is not even in Colorado. So like a Colorado dispensary that's hiring marketing people in Florida to call me and offer me money to come do their pride thing and i literally was like no thank you yeah we'll see that no but thank you yeah no but thank you yeah (laughs) thank you Mm -hmm. but no how many ways can i put Mm -hmm. this yeah it's Mm -hmm. i feel like it's tricky because as someone who is like an ally and just like so in love with the lgbtq 
IA plus community, I do see that. And I feel like I don't know what I should do. Should I? I don't want to. I don't want people to think I have ill intentions like a lot of other companies are doing, like these sales and like a lot of pride marketing. I want it to go back to how the LGBTQ community is literally responsible for the legalization of cannabis. Can we talk about that instead of just here's a gay guy who likes to smoke weed saying to buy our shit? Yeah, you you want to you want to represent, um, like you want to you want to do the rainbow washing, quote unquote, um, right? Which is a whole other topic. You want to be part of that, but you want to do it in the right way and not just do it for the sake of doing it. You want to say, I actually celebrate these this group of people year round yeah say that yeah yeah and it's hard because if you don't know that I have that intention I can turn into like it happened with BLM you know like I tried my best because it was very tricky to navigate and I did get some flack for like how I went about it but you know it's just hard to um until you know better you can't really do better and I feel like I know better with the gay stuff like the queer rights. And I do really well with that all the time. My best friend is gay. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of my life is, is involved with that kind of, um, if I could come back in time or if I could come back in another life, I would love to be a gay guy because I think it's just so fun. (laughs) But like, I totally, you know, and Matt is the reason why I feel comfortable, you know, saying those things and, and being upfront with how I feel about gay pride and pride month and everything, but I don't feel the need to post a rainbow on my story or my feed every single day. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it can get taken the wrong way. And it's just very hard to navigate like being a person on the internet, whether you're gay, straight, black, white, have COVID. I don't know. Like, it's just a very interesting time to be alive right now where other one other person's opinion can like shatter your reality. Like if the wrong if the right person says the wrong thing about you or your company, you're done. Yeah. And Lindsay, I sort of have this general theory about why we're going through this right now. And I'm really trying to work out this theory. It's been like a month of just watching, researching, learning as much as I can. And I feel like I'm developing this theory that kind of explains why society is at this point that we're at. It's not a tipping point. It's not, it, maybe it's a breaking point, but it's, it's this really interesting thing that we're going through in the world. And I don't know that I have the verbiage perfectly formed and I full disclosure have gotten very high in the last just five minutes (laughs) of talking to you. So trying, uh, trying to like, uh, put the right words to it in this moment might not make sense, but I want to try because I think that this is a conversation I sort of want to start having. Um, And to specify it to something that I relate to talking of uh, queer identity and, and gender and stuff like that, there's this huge push right now in this country for a changing of the view of gender, but it's, it's also geared towards uh, respecting how people view themselves, um, which I totally understand. But I think what's really happening and sort of a point that's being missed that can be put down for all of these sort of things is that for the past hundred years, maybe definitely longer, but in America, the past hundred years, we've developed these constructs, these social constructs of what society is supposed to look like. Very black and white that you can't live outside of it. Um, And in so many ways, I mean, 
women were not allowed to vote. But like I know, right? Recently, I I don't care what you think. Recently, is it's recent. You it's know? recent. So there's so many things in society that have changed, but what we're all being sh- like, what I'm realizing right now is that all of these constructs are completely man-made. And mm-hmm. as we evolve consciously as a species, because we're constantly evolving, as we evolve and further progress into what like we are going to be into the future, these societal norms don't really fit. And sometimes in a lot of these things, they can come across like, I look at both sides of the situation and I say, I think you guys have both got it wrong. And the real answer is dropping what all these mental constructs that we have and like taking a second as a species to be like, whoa, dude, we're here. That's fucking weird. We're floating on a rock in infinite nothingness that is ever expanding. (laughs) Like calm your shit, bro. (laughs) I am down to like the micro of that. I used to, I used to do that argument and like, flying on a rock there's a million stars there's aliens everything yeah i'm on to like the micro level bitch i have like a body and it like can do stuff and <laughs> right I in this time where there's like i can go anywhere in the world within a matter of hours if i wanted to i can talk to anyone in the world on the phone we are being shown how crazy this reality that we all live in is yeah. and i think what really needs to happen is less rigiding of it's the nuclear American family or you have to respect all these different things. And I think it's more drop the preconceived notions of what you think it is to exist. And let's see what comes of that. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually just having this conversation with a family member of mine because I think the most important conversations aren't on podcasts. I think they're across dinner tables. Mm. And I was trying to stand my ground and, and, basically say that because the person I was arguing with was saying that if you need cannabis because you're sad, that is like a hinder and it's a crutch and you shouldn't be trying to escape sadness. And I said, who told you that? Who made that rule? Who told you that when you're sad, you have to stay sad? Like what? Why can't you just want to not be sad? Why can't you just want to be high? What is wrong with smoking weed? Like at what point did the human race decide this is right? This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. At, at any given right. moment, like someone can just change their mind. That's the that's the beauty of having will, of having a body, like you said, of being, yeah, I could travel 12 hours away from you right now and be in a culture that believes the complete opposite of everything you believe in, but you're going to stand here and dig your heels in and tell me you're right no matter what. Yeah. You know, and well, yeah. And, and that is a person who is living in the absolute rigidity of those social constructs. And I think that's kind of like the beauty of weed is you see beyond that, you know, and you can live, you can, uh, you can interpret the world very differently if you can open your mind. But those people, you know, like that's like my whole family. I don't, the rigidity of their mental constructs. I used to desire so badly for these people to like love me and accept me. Mm -hmm. And now I very much, it's not that I don't want anything to do with them. I would if they could if they could drop the rigidity and and like let the light that's within them like shine out a little bit because it's yeah. so blocked up. I would be down. But if they're how they are, I'm good and I have right. no desire and I feel bad for you. Yeah. Well, that's actually how this conversation with this person started is because she was feeling offended because she thinks 
because I feel bad for people who have based their life on misinformation and miseducation provided by our government. And it's just wrong. And we've proven it wrong. And nobody wants to change their minds now that it's been proven wrong. Like, so I, you know, that's what started the whole the whole thing was she felt offended that I felt that I was like, well, I just feel bad for people like that. And then she identified as people like that, quote unquote, and got defensive. So then it started a a debate about cannabis for a half hour. And Mm -hmm. it rounded up to me telling this person, you can think that all you want. And I'm fine with you thinking that I know you're wrong. I know I'm right. Um, And you can think that and that's fine. Where before I would be so like, no, but you don't get it. You know what I mean? And I feel like I'm at this point where you are. Mine's less so like they don't. It's not like they don't believe in my lifestyle. I'm not like dealing with religious, like, you know, anti-queer people or anything like that. But I feel deep, deep, deep in my bones that I am right, that I'm correct, and that cannabis is a medicine and that, yeah, it, it can make you not sad and that's okay and all of that. So I'm kind of at that point, too, where... I, as somebody who has um, ab- abandonment issues, I try really hard to get everybody to like me, especially people yeah. that I love. And I'm I'm with you now. I'm just like, okay, then I guess I won't be seeing you much anymore. If this is what every interaction is going to turn into, like parenting conversations, cannabis conversations where you're trying to belittle and undermine and I just know how you think and feel. Like, why would I want to be around that? Mm. I, I'm with you, though. I don't understand the rigidity of this or that work or like a nine to five. And, you know, it, it's just oh, it's, it's not that so way anymore. How all of that is crumbling, right? Like, yeah, totally. People people now I have friends now who were working total nine to five office jobs and they're, they're all like hang out with them and they'll be like what were we doing? Like, yeah. what was even the point of that? And I'm like, that's how I look at everything. There used to be a point. It was called a 401k yeah. and a retirement. And now you get laid off. So what the fuck's the point but now? That That is a great point. But even that whole system is built by like, this is the way you're supposed to live. But like, and I understand changing like the whole world in that way. is like not something that's going to happen easily. But if people could just look back and say, oh, we live this way because like, it's being told that we do, but we wouldn't necessarily have to just to look at the world from that way in every sense is like really amazing. Well, if you want to go even deeper, they've actually uncovered the reason why school is the way it is, is because Ford and the industrial revolution realized that they needed to train people to do like, you know, manual labor for a really long time. And these like, um, factories and everything like that. So they started the school system to be the same. You sit, you listen to directions, you do what you're told, then you go home, you know, and that's actually how the school system is based off of, you know, getting wow. getting these kids into the working industry because during the industrial revolution, you didn't see the future. It, you didn't know that it was going to end, that, it, you know, yeah. that there was going to be a cap and that we didn't yeah. need to educate everyone the same way. So, yeah, it goes deeper than a lot of people think, just like life in general, religion, school, like all these things that are so black and white, this or that, that we're speaking of right now. There is history underneath all of that shit that we don't know about and that we don't know about for a reason. Yeah. Cannabis included. I truly believe that it is like currently the greatest time to be alive. I think any earlier wouldn't have worked as well and any later is going to be 
a little bit different. I think right now is like the greatest time to be alive. Yeah. What a blessing. Mm-hmm. From whoever you believe in. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and one thing for, I, for me, it's the universe. I just say the universe. Yeah. So I watched a show recently, Life After Death with Tyler Henry, and he called like the ether like we're all just from the ether and we just go back mm. and we like run around our energy is just like ever infinite and we just like are the ether and like we're in a body right now and i really like that but i usually say the universe but i don't know just some just some food for thought and see that's kind of i have two thoughts about um like the afterlife and where we're from one being that you are made of like what your consciousness is is what everyone has and it is a, like of the ether and you go back and like you like you don't exist there but the energy that fueled you is everything right if that makes sense so you're like part of the collective yeah secondly uh oprah once interviewed three people who had near-death experiences and all three of them said the same thing or they died actually and came back to life they were like pronounced dead right and they all said the same thing happens to you, which is that you relive your entire life. Your life flashes before your eyes, just like everyone says, but not in the way that it's your life. It's you. It's you watching your life through the eyes of anyone you've ever affected. Wow. And a lot. One of the guys said, "I." It happened when he was like 25, and he was like, "I saw how much I had hurt everyone," and I when I came, when I came back, I changed my life completely because I didn't want to die again and have to go through seeing how much I had hurt other people. And do you and think that's, that's like really a consciousness thing? Like, do you think his ego knows he hurt people? So that's what his brain showed him? Or do you think that that's what actually happens? No, I think that that's what actually happens. Uh -huh. I think uh, it's too common to, to hear your life flashes before yeah, your eyes. Yeah. You know, that's right. Yeah. And then Secondarily, I think I think it ties into the you are the ether, and it's like the second you go back into that side, you can you're like all knowing, everyone. yeah, all knowing, yes. like yeah, totally. Right. Uh, yes, I could talk about this so I make shit e forever. Every decision, I make, <laughs> every decision I make, every interaction I have, I'm like, remember that you're going to have to relive this and don't regret it. And because you know, in business, sometimes. For me, I don't know about you, Lindsay, but sometimes I got to be a dick and it's not always fun, but sometimes it's necessary. So I yeah. always have to be like, all right, is this one that's worth having to watch back? Yeah. No, that's a lesson I learned this year too. Like not to always be so nice all the time if you want to get shit done. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's hard you for me because I'm, like I said before, as someone who wants everybody to like them and not just like them, like I need people to like me the most. You know, and that's definitely something I've been working on a lot. But as someone who lost my brother as a child, I have always been afraid of, of abandonment again because mm -hmm. like the repercussions of my parents and everything like that, I just felt very abandoned. So I try my best to just keep people around me, even though I don't need those people around me and I'd be better off without them. So I'm definitely working on that. And my life flash is going to be like, look at all the people that you didn't need. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and those people are also going to have to watch how they affected you. Yeah. So. Man, I really love cannabis for this kind of stuff. It's the best ever. And more people should be smoking it and having these conversations because, yeah, this is all such a fucking joke. Don't ever take yourself too seriously, please. 
You are an ether in a body with consciousness on a floating rock in space in ever-expanding infinite nothingness. <laughs> and and you are not your thoughts. And that's have a great day. <laughs> yes, the most I love that. I've ever learned is that, like mm-hmm. the, the thoughts that are running through your head, you they are not you. You didn't create them all. No. All, so and don't. If you look at it from like a scientific perspective, I like to do that with my thoughts. I look at my brain like it is a brain and not that it is me. And I'm like, oh, I had that negative thought because I made a connotation to this because it relates back to my childhood when that happened or this interaction I had with this person. And knowing that, like looking at it from a science space, like a therapist type of view, that helps a lot as well because, yeah, it gets you out of your body and out of your head and into more of like a scientific. If you don't, if you're not like a spiritual person, go the other way and go the science way and look at it like that. And it helps a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I have like a really anxious or negative thought, I, I just say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What, what yeah. you got next, right? Right. Like, oh, OK. I feel that instead of like, what's happening? I'm so anxious because that just like ups mm-hmm. the ante. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should move on to what I actually am having you on here for, although I could speak to you for three hours about this stuff. I want to focus on the last bit on your petition and why it is so important and how this censorship is affecting not only businesses, but like my children's lives because I can't make the money that I should be making and all of that. So um, go ahead and just explain the, the petition, why it has come about. I saw the other day you had X amount of clicks and only X amount of signs, just all of that. Well, see, that's the thing, Lindsay. If we had originally recorded um, when we were when we were going to, which I'm I'm not bringing that up in a bad way. I'm just saying, if we had, I would I would be giving you a much different response. That would be very impassioned and excited about the petition and discussing the importance of it. But now there has been new information discovered. Um, and I'm a little upset about the fact that a million people have clicked on that petition link and only 11,000 have signed it. Does it count like if I have clicked on it four times, but I only signed it yes, once? Yes, that does. It does. But count. that can't be a million people, 500,000 people. Be a yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what the team said too. And I'm like, it doesn't amount to a million, it just doesn't. And so we've also seen. Quick rundown, the petition is against Instagram for the legal operating cannabis industry to have fair regulations to uh, abide by and then to be enforced upon so that we have a guidebook Yeah, because Instagram is deleting and censoring small businesses and content creators at an alarming rate while letting giant corporate multi-store operating Instagram accounts thrive. And celebrities. Um, And it's creating this monopolization effect that's going to be happening for the cannabis uh, industry on Instagram. But Instagram is also where companies spend 80% of their marketing or 80% of companies market with Instagram. So it's like the space to do it as well. So it's not just the monopolization of Instagram cannabis, it's the monopolization of the cannabis industry. Yeah. And I feel like when I'm talking about it, sometimes I I feel like some people may think I just sound like, oh, Instagram, eh, it's not letting me. But no, it's much, mm-hmm. much deeper than that. Like I said, I I should be making way more money because I am shadow banned all the time. My shit gets deleted. I get deactivated. My Instagram gets like actually deleted. 
you know, like I can't even get into it. That has all my pictures, all my work, all my, you know, resources, all my connections. I mean, yeah, you can write them all down and keep them on a computer, but fuck, are you doing that? No. You know, like it's just so frustrating and it has a ripple effect much greater than just, oh, Instagram won't show you my posts. So yeah, let's just, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. And like, you're not just saying either, like I would be making more money for like the aspect of wanting more money. You're saying I could have a bigger business. I could employ more people. I could could... help more people. My, my topicals save people's lives. The amount of reviews I have that are saying like, I'm crying tears of joy. You saved my life. I'm crying tears of joy. My grandma can walk again. Like I can never live without this. Please never stop doing what you're doing. But when I'm constantly getting censored, deactivated and deleted, it's like, am I making the right choices for my life? Yeah, I know a lot of people yeah. are counting on me, but I can't keep doing this if it's not going to be beneficial to me as well. Right. Although I know you you like use my products every single day and like your, you know, your diagnosis or whatever it may be is better because of it. I'm not I'm no longer able to do it and profit the way I need to to keep this going. Right. And it's like, it's been so bad recently. So bad. Like you can see it in my analytics of my sales. If I post a reel and it does well, I get like five sales. If I post a reel or a post and it doesn't do well, I literally lose money. Yeah. So it's like bogus. And it's not that I don't have eggs in other baskets. I have email newsletters. My TikTok was deleted at 70K. I have a Pinterest. I have a Twitter. Like it's not, it's not me (laughs) anymore. No, it's. It's 100%. I mean, we, we're facing the same thing right now with YouTube where it's impossible to get new users on the platform when any normal means of outreach are not available to you. And even your creators who are trying to post about their own content, me, me even as a creator, you know, like I take pride in all the content I create and I share the hell out of it on every single platform I possibly can in the best way that I can. And it gets like one fiftieth the engagement that it used to. Yeah, same. and it, it makes you question. It's like, is it me? Is my content not good enough? I know my content is good enough. Not yeah. all of it, hundred. Nobody's perfect all the time, but I make it good stuff. Yeah, everybody is, and it's just if it has a weed leaf or like poor Kush cards, Lauren. She's had like four different Instagrams taken down and she literally makes stationary. You can't light that shit. You can't eat that shit. It will not get you high at all. It's a card with a weed leaf on it. Like at least like mine, I get it because it's like, oh, it's liability. Like you're sending it in the mail and like I don't get it, but I could see it more so than her. Like you said before, if like Seth Rogen and Wiz Khalifa and nature's roots and all these people can do it like where's the boundary and who's policing this and yeah it, when you know you're that relevant in the world instagram this is for you when you know you're that relevant you need to get your shit together you need to get your shit together yep. yeah i have an interesting story actually i'm sure you're familiar with uh, the instagram account and facebook account herb oh yeah they're huge yeah they're huge. They're, they're not shadow banned at all. If, if anybody's posting fire content about weed that is going viral, it's Herb every single time. Um, well, I reached out to Herb uh, over just over a month ago to ask them to help promote the petition. Met with two of their executives, you know, 
guys in ties in an office building, probably in New York. Um, and they were immediately like, oh, well, we're the wrong people for you to talk to for that. We'll have to get you in contact with uh, our uh, some sort of team that went along the lines of sounding like charity, team, like our like our good deeds team or something. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I thought you guys were like the marketing people. And he was like, oh, we are. And I was like, oh, you don't think I want you to help us with this position for free, do you? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm calling you as like a full paying customer. I, I just want to bring awareness to this. I understand you guys are a business that's going to make money. And their t- tones totally changed. They're like, oh, okay, cool, great. Yeah, we'd love to help you with that. And we discussed this whole plan, toss around figures for what it's going to cost per month. They offer me a range of money. I say, I'm more than happy to pay the top dollar if you guys take it seriously and try to get awareness to this petition. And they, they're like, okay, great. Uh, we'll set up a call with you in a few days and give you a presentation. They ghosted me for a few days. I emailed them four follow-ups over two weeks. Never heard back. The last email I sent was basically along the lines of like, I'm taking your lack of response. Oh, because there's one key thing. When we were in the meeting, I said to them, you guys are have to have someone in with Instagram, right? Because you guys don't have any issues. Because like, oh, yeah, we've got a few people at Instagram that we work with. Okay, so they so, they know people who work for Instagram. Yeah. Okay. And so I, the last email I sent was, I'm taking your lack of responses, a sign that you guys have been told not to work with us uh, by Instagram, or you're just trying to protect yourself for some reason. So thanks anyway. But there you go. Herb, in with it big with Instagram. And they're uh, keeping that relationship steady. So do you think they're paying Instagram? Um, I mean, you don't know for sure and nobody should take this like completely seriously what you say. But do you think that there's companies, cannabis companies that are big enough that pay to not get censored? I don't know. Money talks like pay. what? what is the deal for I, Instagram? I, like, why would it, they? Keep... It, is, it is about money. Yeah. To be clear, it's about money. But, but we I don't, don't know, know in what way. Right. We, I don't know if they're paying them directly because I do know of people, for example, example, Dope is Yola once paid someone thousands of dollars to get his Instagram account back and it worked. Um, and wow. I, I, when we lost WeTube, like uh, one of my business partners was like, here's the number of a guy. It's $5,000. You can get your account back. Um, Jesus. So we know that that does happen. I, I, I view it as there's got to be like Instagram has to have some sort of stake in the game here that we're not aware of. Similarly to how Apple and Amazon are lobbying for the legalization of cannabis, but we don't know what their intentions in doing that are. Right, 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 right. Just like all the stuff we were talking about before, this is kind of too early in the history of this to understand what's really going on underneath. That will come to surface in like 10 or 15 years. (laughs) And we just have to like live through it right now. It sucks. And I'm so hard. Layering the red flag signs at everybody, and nobody's listening to me. I know it's so hard. It's so hard because you also don't want to be like, I don't want to be like slamming people's faces like sign this, sign this, sign this, sign this. But I also want to be like doing that because nothing else is working. And so I saw recently though that you're going to have social media on WeTube. Yeah, we are. We have uh, like that could work. Out. That could work. Yeah, 
it, we're building on a new feature called the pipeline, which is like pictures and text style updates as well. So it can be a whole social media platform for everyone, which is really awesome. And it's still going to be hard to get people onto it without those marketing materials. But uh, I just really hope that we can address the community in the right way that they will understand the importance of needing to get people involved. Yeah. And that's the thing with Instagram is the reach, right? Like it helps bring in new people, like for my business anyway. Yep. I have a 56% turnover rate. Like my customers come back. It's the new yep. people that I know need it, that aren't seeing it, that aren't being educated. And that that's what Instagram is like shutting down. And well, right. and the people who are already here because they're not seeing my posts. So the WeTube app would be amazing if it if it all encompassed social media too and all of that. It's already so amazing and inclusive. And I've seen you work through hurdles and speed bumps and glitches in the system and just like work through it and keep it around for the community, even though it's been really, really hard. I, I've seen that and I, I'm sure I've only seen 10% of it. So thank oh, you. Like, even. thank people you for what you're know. doing. Yeah. Thank you for being like ready to fight the fight for us. You've never shut up about it. You're never like negative about it unless something negative happens. You know, it's just. Lindsay, I annoy myself about it, but it's like, <laughs> Jesus. You have to though. Like, yeah, exactly. Caring. And, it, and it shouldn't be annoying because it's a right. Just like women's bodies, just like, you know, LGBTQ. It's a right. It's a right to smoke medicine or to consume medicine grown in the plant, grown in the ground. It's a plant. I can't even speak because I just get yeah. <laughs> my blood boils. Like I physically fear, feel the chemicals in my body like changing. <laughs> yep, me too. It makes me so angry. And then you're just like up against the wall. And yeah. Like, well, what do you do? Yeah. I, think I guess I'll post step- another fucking reel. <laughs> yeah, I think the next step has to be an organized sort of, uh, why is the word eluding me right now? Because we're high and mad. <laughs> protest, an organized protest at the Meta headquarters where yeah. members of the legal cannabis industry get together and protest. Sometimes living in this country, it feels so hard to get anything done because you don't have any money. You know, yeah, it's like money, money runs this country and it's so frustrating because a human life has a price tag here and human health like cannabis could change so many people's lives, but it would also yep. take a lot of money away from a lot of rich people who run the pharmaceutical industry. And yeah, that's a whole nother fucking conversation and podcast episode. Like we could just keep going and going and going on this shit. Yeah, it's only to get me started on the fact that everybody, I don't know where you fall on this, but everybody hates Elon Musk so much. And it's like, he's not even the billionaires you should worry about. It's the ones you don't know about that are the problem. You know what? He's probably so popular and, you know, in the pop culture and world and everything because there's someone bigger and deeper and scarier going on underneath their noses. And Elon Musk is like the distraction. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <sighs> uh. Yeah, or I he's an alien. And or he's an alien. To do. <laughs> oh I, my God. I, do, I do have like a slight percentage of me that believes that he is like of another time and world or something because I'm just like, 
He's got the money to, you, to be the one who be like to have a time machine. It, it would be him, <laughs> you know? That, yeah, that uh, that moment when he went to have a meeting with Obama to talk to him about uh, uh, the singularity when artificial intelligence uh, passes us and he, he takes it very seriously. He's like, you guys are all worried about a lot of stuff. But this, this is the worry right now. Oh, my God. I think I'm with you with being alive right now. <laughs> Yep. I'm going to yep. tell my children not to have but children. Also, well, no, I won't say that because you have kids and I don't want to seem like a dick. Never mind. Listen, I, you can't hurt my feelings. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I just feel like we are, it's the greatest time to be alive right now. But sometimes I do fear that that may not remain in our lifetime. Well, you know what? If you go back in time and ask anybody, they probably all think they're living in the greatest time. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't see. Not only can we not see the bad that's coming, but we also can't see the good that's coming. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. And I definitely don't want to like allow myself to be like this could go bad because thought projects your reality. But, you know. It is like I I believe that we can do better. I just hope everybody else gets on board. I just feel like we've gone back in time 100 years in the past three years. I don't know what the hell is going on, honestly. It seems all very surreal to me. Yeah, it's a new reality. We may have time jumped. I think so. Like, it's 1922, as much as we think it's 2022. Somewhere, like a year after the pandemic, someone time traveled and switched us to a new timeline for some really good things to happen. There's like this whole theory and like these rumors spreading that somebody did it because everybody's like, it just feels so different. Well, it was Elon. We know who did it. (laughs) He has the money for a time machine. It was him. And hopefully that is true. Even if it's wild and a crazy idea, hopefully it's true because yeah, we could, we could use some more good in this world right now. And I feel like the internet really amplifies the bad. So We just need to get the internet under control and the things that should be censored need to be censored and things that shouldn't, like cannabis, shouldn't. Um, and Well, and I, I think what's really needed is, like, honestly, a conscious evolution amongst humanity a little bit because yeah. until, basically, like, you can't create utopia no. until you have the mental capacity to live in utopia well here's the thing utopia doesn't exist babe it takes bad to have good you're gonna need a little bit of balance like you're the bad is good because it leaves room for the good you know what i'm trying to say i do but i also think you could get there because i think you do have to have bad for good but uh like it would ratio like if there are intelligent life out there that are more advanced than humanity and have grown further than we have then that proves that someone figured out how to not kill everything they came in contact with, or at <laughs> yeah. least each other. Yeah. Well, okay. I yeah. will link the petition. Before you sign off, where can we follow you? Where can we find the petition? Um, tell us about WeedTube and where to find that and what it is if this is the first time anyone's ever heard your voice. Yeah. So for WeedTube, just go to the app store on your Google or iOS device and type WeedTube and download the app. It's a good time. And to follow me, um, my name is Aaron. It's spelled A-R-E-N-D, Richard. So you just look me up on any social platform. There's not a lot of Aaron's out there. So, Yeah, I have never heard that name before, actually. But I love that you have a, a unique name because it totally fits you. 
if we were in Holland, you'd hear it everywhere, but not. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful and you're beautiful and thank you for your time. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you. That was so much fun. Yeah. We'll do it again soon. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Enjoy your day. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And remember, cannabis is medicine. If you have a moment, please give my podcast a five-star review. Thank you.